and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in myself, that's Ryan Dilks. And of course, it's your pro tipster who sat opposite me. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going? Good morning. All good, thank you. I got a notification on Twitter this morning, actually, that um, old uh, Jimmy the Punt's page has turned two years old. So it was something uh, every kid dreams about, isn't it? Creating an alias to promote bets on Twitter. And he's, yeah, he's two years old. <laughs> so well, proud well, day happy birthday. my family. <laughs> happy birthday to Jimmy the Punt. And uh, let's hope that we have some fantastic birthday presents to give out to our listeners in the form of fantastic tips in the championship for this weekend. So yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to give you our best bets for the championship this coming weekend. We've got our naps, our next best bets and our long shots. Feels like ages since we've done this. The yeah, international cool. break really, you know, seems to slow down time um so i'm looking forward to actually having some football to bet on for once of course please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops stop jimmy how did we get on in our last game week if i recall correctly we didn't do too well did we yeah it was um personally it was quite good for me i think we had a seri card that was um with Voyage, he could cash out on 365 because he didn't start. The Mitro goal and card in the same game, he did get a card, but um, I don't know what happened to Fulham that day. They just fell to pieces, so that didn't land. But mm. my long shot, um, a hefty 7.5 on Morgan Gibbs-White to score any time landed. Um, that was 13 points profit for me. Uh, he scored the first, game, uh, first goal in Sheffield United's uh, game against Bournemouth. Overall, though... We're doing it. We're doing quite well. We're at seventeen point seven and a half, seventeen and a half points profit. It's a return on investment of around twenty percent, I think, uh, which is very good going from the championship, given how unpredictable it is. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you said that just before I recapped how I did yeah. last game week because I, I had a bit of a stinker. I had Jed Wallace to score, Ryan Giles to get an assist, Elijah Adebayo to score two or more. None of them came in, unfortunately. My first blank? No, that's that's a complete lie. I don't know what I'm saying there. Uh, yeah, it's not my first blank, but as you pointed out, if you bet consistently on our tips, then we're up for the season and buy quite a bit as well. So stick with us, guys. Let's get on to our bet, shall we, yeah. Jimmy? What is your nap for the championship this coming weekend? Yeah, my nap comes from the Friday night game where West Brom take on Birmingham and it's under 2.5 goals. Um, when, when I made my notes, it was even money with Boyle Sports, but I've got a feeling it might be getting nibbled away at. You could probably get it matched uh, around even money still on Betfair Exchange, though. Um, and basically, Birmingham have lived in the realm of fine margins this season. At the start of the, the campaign, there was flying 11 points from a possible 18 um, in their opening six games. Then, uh, excluding the Derby win, uh, the 2-0 victory just after the international break, um, it's all, it's all sort of gone wrong. One point from a possible 15 in those five games. But they have been desperately unlucky. Um, they scored, they've scored less than they should have and conceded more than they should have in a nutshell. That's seven goals. They should have scored seven goals more according to their XG and conceded three goals less. So um, to put it in perspective, InfoGoal has them at six in the table. They're actually 10 positions below uh, based on based on their underlying data. So... Uh, in a nutshell, variance has been a bit been a bit of a, uh, a pest to them, um, particularly in the recent part of the season. In terms of this angle, unders has actually landed in seven out of their eleven games. That's almost um, 
two thirds, 64%. And looking at when they play the bigger and or better teams, um, they, it's landed in four out of five of those games. For example, they beat Sheffield United 1-0. It landed against Stoke, Bournemouth and QPR, with those games having an average goals per game of 1.25. Um, the only game it didn't land against Fulham, where they lost 4-1, there was five goals. But the XG sort of suggested that that wasn't a fair reflection. So um, looking at those, when they play the, the perceived better or the, the bigger teams, um, however you want to interpret it, it sort of uh, speaks to how Bowyer plays in general, um, how he sets his stall out uh, more defensively um, and looking to play off set pieces and crosses. I mean, I saw it when they come to Bramall Lane. They, were so, they didn't give anything away and they were so threatening uh, from wide positions. Uh, quickly on West Brom, uh, they have struggled to break sides down recently. Uh, so I really think the Blues could frustrate them. Uh, under 2.5 goals has actually landed in five of the last seven games as well. Um, in excluding 4-0 victories over Sheffield United and Cardiff, um, all their games this season have been separated by one goal or fewer. So um, we saw Derby hold them to a 0-0 draw. It took a late Sammy Ajayi goal to get past Posh, who have they, they've possibly been the worst side in the league uh, at Peterborough. Um, and Stoke battered them in the last game. And like I said, the 4-0 beating of Cardiff flattered them, according to the underlying data. So I've got under 2.5 goals here at even money because I think Bowyer, the Blues are going to frustrate West Brom. I think that's a really good bet. Um, Birmingham are really struggling in front of goal at the moment. I don't think they've scored in the last four now. Um, and I struggled to see that changing against a West Brom team who are pretty much suited to play against a Birmingham side who like to get crosses into the box. So, yeah, completely back in that one. It's quite interesting you've gone for a lack of goals in a derby this weekend because I've also gone for a lack of goals in a derby this weekend. I've gone for the South Wales derby, Swansea v Cardiff, to be under 2.5 goals and both teams not to score. That's evens at bet365. Now, historically, uh, goals haven't featured in many games uh, between these two in recent history. It hasn't been both teams to score in over 10 years. And in that time, only one game has seen over 2.5 goals. And I struggled to see that changing, considering how both teams have been doing so far this season. Both have been very goal shy. Um, Cardiff have scored just one goal in their last five games. We've spoken at length about how they are desperately lacking creativity. They're relying heavily on Ryan Giles to be their outlet. And uh, Keith Moore isn't exactly in the best form that we've seen him at championship level. Um, so that's the concern for Cardiff. While Swansea, only three teams have scored fewer than them this season. They're relying heavily on Joel Pirro to score all the goals. Only two other players have managed to find the back of the net for them this season. So worrying times in front of goals for both. I could easily see this being a nil-nil, maybe even one-nil to either side. But yeah, under 2.5 goals and both teams done up to score at evens at bet365 represents value in my eyes. So that is my nap for the coming weekend. That's on Sunday lunchtime. Next best bet, Jimmy, my boy, what is the next best bet you could find in the championship this weekend? I am so giddy about this one. Sometimes it's hard to find bets, but I've had this in my in my notes for ages. It's Matty Pearson to score any time. Uh, 12 to 1 with 365. That's in Huddersfield's game against Hull. It's worth noting it is six to one elsewhere. So uh, there's quite a there's quite a gulf in prices across the different bookmakers. Um why do I fancy it? When it comes to set pieces, this fixture pits two sides at opposite ends of the scale against each other. Uh Huddersfield 
They rank seven. This is from set pieces. They rank seven for shots, having 42. They've generated an XG of 6.2, which is fourth in the championship. And they've scored the most goals directly from set pieces with six. Um, Hull, in stark contrast, have conceded the most goals from set pieces. That's seven. Uh, in terms of XG and shots, the underlying data, they're, they're actually above average. They've only um, conceded an XG of uh, 2.6 from set pieces, which is 23rd. So it could suggest it's not sustainable, but Having watched them, I think it is because it is tough to generate XG from set pieces because it takes into account how many bodies are in the in between the person shooting and the goal mm-hmm. and the quality of chance and stuff. So I don't think you could look into that too much. Um, so essentially, it pits the best side from set pieces uh, from set pieces against the worst. And uh, I said Huddersfield has scored six goals from set pieces. Half of them have come from Matty Pearson. Um, he's averaged 0.9 shots per game, eight in total, which is the fifth highest average in the Huddersfield side. And all of those shots have come from set pieces as well. I think, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think he is fourth for um, shots inside the box by a defender as well in the league. So he is a threat. We can only hope, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be doing it anymore, but we can hope that Wilkes is... Um, <laughs> I know you're he's more, he's, more, he's, picking, <laughs> he's picking up defenders again from set pieces because John Egan scored twice. So if you want to cover my Matty Pearson brace as well, it's at 250 to one. So it might be worth it, worth a quid. Um, and finally, I was I was looking for a little caveat, you know, just to say you can back it, but be careful. So I'm looking at his goals per 90 um, over his career and he's averaged at 0.09. So that's nine percent and that translates to a price of 10 to 1 so in, in the most literal sense this is a valuable player and not that's not even taking into account the opposition and his goal scoring from this season so i am so excited about this bet yeah that is a really exciting bet mate that's uh that's the kind of bet that i really really like because historically when you find teams who are really bad at set pieces, it's always worth backing defenders who are particularly threatening in front of goals. So I'm going to be lumping on that this weekend myself. My next best bet is one you're probably not going to be a fan of, Jimmy. It's Stoke to win at Sheffield United, 13 to 5 at Sky Bet. Now, I've got to say, this is one of those bets where I'm not saying it's definitely going to win. But with Stoke being 13-5 to against a Sheffield United side who have been struggling recently, it 100% reflects value in my eyes. Sheffield United were in the ascendancy before suffering losses to Bournemouth and Middlesbrough before the international break. The Middlesbrough game was particularly concerning because Middlesbrough haven't been playing too well recently. However, I say they were in the ascendancy. The results they were getting prior to that weren't too convincing. They needed a last-minute penalty against Derby, where Curtis Davis lost his head and gave away a silly handball. And then against Hull, they were fortunate really that refereeing decisions went their way because Sheffield United had a goal which should have been disallowed, and then Hull had a goal not given that should have been given. Um, So yeah, not the most convincing of performances really, and Sheffield United they're in a bit of a funny state really we've been saying for quite some time haven't they that we think they will improve eventually but I don't think we're going to see that for some time so right now they're still in a bit of a state of flux at the moment and they're coming up against a Stoke side who are proving to be a very very handy side at championship level they've just come off the back of a win against West Brom and that's the first time this season where West Brom have been second best against the team and uh, Stoke are really proving themselves to be a, 
a really good candidate for the top six at the very least this season, maybe even the top two. There are they, they know how to deal with games, and Michael O'Neill is a very good man manager. And when it comes to games like this against teams which have undoubted talent, he knows how to squash them. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Stoke did get the win here. I was tempted at Stoke draw no bet at five to four. I actually it might have been eleven to eight last time I checked. So that's a good price as well. But thirteen to five definitely reflects value in my eyes. Despite being a Sheffield United fan, Jimmy, are you uh, are you on board with that? Well, I'm not. I'm not. My heart's not, but my head is. <laughs> um, the, I've got some caveats for you. Um, Sheffield United after the international break, we came back flying last time. Jukanovic has got a full squad, almost a full squad to work with, and I think um, Sander Berg is back fit. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that game, and I would definitely be getting Stoke on side if I wasn't a Sheffield United fan. There you go. You heard it from the horse's mouth. It's going to be an entertaining game nonetheless because oh, both yeah. teams like to play. Um, so, yeah, that's a one game to keep an eye on for this weekend. Let's go to our long shots, Jimmy, which have really been very profitable for us this season, surprisingly. Uh, what is your long shot for the championship this weekend? Yeah, it's a bookings double. It's Harrison Reed in the early kickoff uh, on Saturday and Kyle Bartley on the Friday night game, you can combine them at 15 to 1 with Bet365. But uh, again, pri- card prices creep out at all times for the championship. I-, I haven't I haven't sussed out when and why they come out. So definitely check the price uh, on that before you back it on 365 with other bookmakers. So Harrison Reed, he has got two cards in 323 minutes of action uh, and he averages um, 0.25 cards per 90, which makes his price of 3 to 1 spot on uh, by that logic. But I noticed a bit of a funny pattern with QPR's opposition. Five of the left-sided centre midfielders um, have been booked in the 11 games so far. Uh, Isaiah Jones, left midfield, was also booked for Borough. And George Moncure was sent off. He played centre-attacking mid. Um, now, I can't pinpoint exactly as to why not watching tons and tons of QPR this season, but I just assume it's chair floating about into that sort of pocket of space. He is he is the um, third most fouled QPR player averaging, uh, picking up 1.7, drawing 1.7 fouls per game. Um, the referee, his name escapes me. That's not very good. But he is, um, he's, I can remember his stats. He's above average for cards uh, of the referees to referee five or more games. He is the fourth best for cards. I think he averages 4.6. Um, so it's a nice referee for card. The only caveats, of course, is it's the early kickoff. I ain't got any stats to support this, but they do tend to be a bit less, like a bit snoozier, don't they? I, I can't, I can't sort of justify it with stats, but they do tend to be slower and less cards. I'm sure, I'm sure that will be uh, re- um, reinforced by the statistics. I'll try and sort some of them out, and then also Fulham have got too many good centre midfielders. Harrison Reed might not start, so that would be annoying. But um, yeah, that's a caveat for that one. And then Bartley, three yellows in eleven this season. He's also got a cards per ninety average of zero point two five. So again. Three to one is perfectly apt. And why I like this angle though is since Troy Deeney has come home, centre backs have started to get booked against Birmingham. It's no surprise why with him and Djokovic or Hogan, um, they, they will terrorise the old fashioned front two will just terrorise most defenders in the league. Um, so yeah, two at least one centre back has been booked in two of the four games since. Uh, three of the eleven centre backs to face Birmingham have been booked. Um, most most um, frequently when Deeney is starts the game so combining them to um 
15 to 1 with 365, I thought was it was worth a little, a small punt. The referee, by the way, was Ollie Langford. I suppose it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Uh, but that's <laughs> Ollie Langford. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I, I, I always expected some sort of cards bet from you this weekend, considering we've got three it? derbies. It's got to be yeah. done, I'm afraid. Uh, so, yeah, glad to hear that. You were. Ooh, uh, ooh. Sorry, ooh. just under, if you want to make it a treble, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I would chuck Jamie Patterson in there. Uh, okay. Eight to one, really, really chunky price. In I was looking. Of course, there's the derby between Bristol and Cardiff, but um, and he, he hasn't picked up many bookings in that. But I was looking the last. Um, he, he he started derby versus Forest um, a couple of years ago and was booked in that. I noticed when when I watched him, he, he just seemed sort of like a bit a bit tenacious. He's picked up one book in this season. Uh, if you're looking for a chunky price in that game, I think that's the biggest one I could find an excuse to back. So if you want to make it even even. Fatter treble, it'd be sixteen times nine. I can't look it off the top of my head, but if you want a big, <laughs> if you want a big boy treble, put Patterson in. Yeah, there you go, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your card treble for the derbies coming up this weekend. My long shot is. I feel a bit bad putting this down as a long shot because it's not really a long shot. It's only eleven to two, but nothing else really stood out for me this weekend. So I, I feel I feel bad for you know bailing like this but uh there you go my long shot for this weekend is Middlesbrough to beat Peterborough Peterborough not to score in the first half but score in the second half that pays 11 to 2 at bet 365 now the reason I've gone for Middlesbrough to win is because Peterborough have lost every away game so far this season I have no reason to see that changing Middlesbrough are in a bit of a funny state at the moment but they've shown with the win against Sheffield United not too long ago, that they are still capable of picking up results despite the fans not necessarily being on Neil Warnock's side at the moment. And with Peterborough, who we were just talking about earlier, they have been arguably the worst team in the division this season, particularly away from home. I struggled to see them getting a result at the Riverside Stadium this weekend. So I think Middlesbrough to win is a solid enough bet. But I found a very funny stat this weekend yeah. that Middlesbrough have only conceded two of their 13 goals this season in the first half of their games. So 15% of their goals have been scored in the of the goals against them have been scored in the first half this season. The rest have all been scored in the second half. It's so bizarre that they're so leaky in the second half compared to how they are in the first half. But if you fancy Peterborough to score in the second half and not score in the first half and Middlesbrough to win, then that's 11-2. to two. So that's the way I'm going with this. It's essentially Middlesbrough, both teams to score, but Peterborough will score their goal in the second half is my thinking here. Just represents value in my eyes, 11-2. to two. So yeah, I'm going to be lumping on that as my net as my long shot mm -hmm. this weekend. Let's go to our treble, shall we, Jimmy? If we combine Jimmy's nap, my nap, and Stoke draw no bet, then that pays ninety quid if you put a tenner on it at Bet three six five. So that's under two point five in the West Midlands derby between Birmingham and West Brom. Under 2.5 and both teams not to score in Cardiff and Swansea on the South Wales Derby on Sunday. And the Stoke draw no bet. A tenner pays £90 at, at bet365. Let's round up our bets, Jimmy. What have you got for your bets in the Championship this weekend? Yeah, um, I have got under 2.5 goals in West Brom's game against Birmingham. That is even money with both sports. You can get it matched on the exchange as well at the same price. Next best, I've got Matty Pearson, anytime goal scorer at 12 to 1 with Bet365. That's in Huddersfield's game against Hull. And my long shot is a Harrison Reed and Kyle Bartley 
card. That's 15 to 1 with 365. I really like that Matty Pearson bet. I'm definitely mm. going to be getting on that as soon as we finish recording here. Uh, my bets for this weekend, my nap is Swansea v Cardiff to be under 2.5 goals and both teams not to score. Evens at bet 365. Stoke to win at Sheffield United. That's 13 to 5 at Sky Bet. And then Middlesbrough to beat Peterborough. Peterborough not to score in the first half. But score in the second half. That's a bet builder on Bet365. 11 to 2. That pays. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. This has been the second tier betting. We'll be back again on Thursday, unless there's games in midweek. Let me just check. I don't think there are. Filling for time here. There are games in midweek. We'll be back again on Monday. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. 